Thanks for tuning in to Freedom House Podcast. We're always encouraged to know God is working through this church as we change our world one life at a time. We'd love to stay connected with you by following us on social media at Freedom House OC, as well as our YouTube channel. Let's listen in on today's message. Come on, just lift your hands. Come on, you're never forsaken. Come on, lift your hands because we're never forsaken. God is with us. Come on, give him all your praise. Don't stop. Come on, don't stop. Thank him. Come on, you came to a worship service. This is not, this said the, the Super Bowl's next week. I'm believing God for the supernatural this week. Come on, somebody. Thank you, God. We love you, Lord. Come on, it's Breakthrough Sunday. Shout amen. <laughs> so good. Well, hey, good morning. It's so good to see everybody in church. I am like all the way fired up to teach today's word, but also to just believe God for something big. I can't believe in God for something. Did you come believe in God for something? Amen. I know you did. That's why you came to church. You're logging in online. Welcome. Uh, you're in the room with us. There is no such thing as a distance in the spirit. The same spirit of God that is right here with me is right there with you in your living room. And I know God is going to move. But welcome to church. If you're joining for the first time, my name is Josiah. So I'm the lead pastor of Freedom House Church. And we are one church that meets in three locations, Fullerton, Costa Mesa, and online. And so you can give God a hand and clap as we welcome all our canvases. What's up, Freedom House Costa Mesa? We're live and we love you and I know God is going to move all on our lives, but we're going to continue today our teaching where we've been talking about the series of Nehemiah and the whole theme is to believe God to rebuild. Say, say with me, say rebuild, say restore and revive. And what we're asking God to do in our lives is that very same thing, is for God to rebuild things in our lives, for God to restore things and for God to revive things. 2020, crazy year. But 2021, how many believe it's going to be a better year? Shout amen. Come on, talk to me. Amen. And uh, we're going to contend for that blessing. And so as you remain standing, would you grab your Bibles and go with me to the book of Nehemiah, chapter number four. Nehemiah, chapter number four. And uh, we're going to read some verses here. And if you've got a message outline, you can pull that out. And uh, we'll have that together here for you so you can follow along with us. We're on our series entitled The Rebuilt Life rebuilt man, the rebuilt woman, the rebuilt family, and uh, we're going to take back everything the devil stole. Can I get an amen? Come on now. And so Nehemiah chapter 4, we're going to read verse 1 through 6, then we'll jump down to uh, verse 15 through 18. And man, I got a word today. I got some fresh bread. Come on now. I was cooking up. It's the masa. What do you want? Tamales. Come on now. Amen. We only steak after. Come on. We're fasting. Nehemiah 4, 1 through 6. You ready? Here's what the Bible says. The Bible says, when Sanballat heard that they were rebuilding the wall, the scripture says he became very angry and was greatly incest, or just was greatly mad. And the Bible says he ridiculed the Jews. I just want to show you that when you start rebuilding things from God, the enemy is always going to attack, okay? Verse 2, it says, and in the presence of his associates, the army of Samaria, he said, what are those feeble Jews doing? Will they restore the wall? Will they offer sacrifice? Will they finish in a day? Can they bring the stones back to life from those heaps of rubble as burned as they are? So he began to question them and just try to put doubt in their mind because doubt will always cause you to lead to disobedience. Verse three, he says, Tobiah the Ammonite who was by his side said, what are they building? Even a fox can climb up and would break down the walls of stones. And here is Nehemiah's response. Hear us, O our God, for we are despised. Turn their insults back on their own heads. 
give them give them over as plunder in the land of our captivity do not cover up their guilt or blot out their sins from your sight for they have thrown insults in the face of the builders I love how Nehemiah referenced himself as a builder. Are there any builders in the house? Come on, Costa Mesa. Any builders who are building things for God, right? He says, God, you fight my battles. Come on now. Verse six, the Bible says, so we rebuilt the wall till it reached half its height for the people worked with all their heart. We're going to put in some work for God this year. Jump down to verse 15. Here's what I want to get to. The Bible then says, when our enemies heard that we were aware of their plot, and that God had frustrated it. Listen to me. Don't you get frustrated. God's going to frustrate the enemy and you're going to finish what God called in your life. Say amen. It says, we return to the wall, each one to our work. And it says, from that day on, half the men did the work while the other half were equipped with spears, shields, bows, and armor. The officers posted themselves behind the battle or behind the people of Judah. And it says, who were building the wall. Now watch this. It says, those who carried materials did their work with one hand and held a weapon in the other. Say this, say they had a shovel in one hand and they had a sword in the other. It says they built with one hand and they were battling with the other. Then the Bible says, and each of the builders wore his sword by his side and worked, but the man who sounded the trumpet, the Bible said, stayed with me. I wanna draw your attention. The Bible says they built with one hand and they had a battle with the other. So with one hand, they had a shovel, and in the other hand, they had a sword. Have you found out yet that in life, when you're building, sometimes you're also battling? Someone's going to get it by the end of this message. Come on now. Because somehow we think, well, when I'm building from God, I won't be battling. But there are times in our life that when you're building, you're going to have to battle. And when you're battling, you're going to have to be building. And so we're building and we're battling. We're building and we're battling. We're building and we're battling. But I came to do some battle for God. Come on, somebody. And some building for God. Shout amen. I have a message. I know I'm fired up, but I have a message that I have entitled today, Building and Battling. Building and Battling and battling. You're going to have to do this in your family, in your marriage, in your life, and in your future. Let's pray. Bow your head. Father, I thank you this morning. We have come for no other reason. We didn't come, Father, to be entertained. We didn't come for our ears to be tickled. We came here, God, from a word from heaven. We want to hear from you, God. We don't want to hear the word of man. We want to hear the word of God. And I pray, God, that this would be the year that we are going to build and we're going to battle. This is going to be the year that this is going to be a word for someone's marriage. That this year we're going to build, but I'm also going to do battle. This is going to be a year for someone's calling. That God, we're going to build, but we're also going to battle. Father, this is going to be a word for someone, someone who has a dream that might have been broken down in 2020. That they're going to build and they're going to battle. This is for some mom that their child is running crazy right now. That Lord, she is going to build and she is going to battle. Come on now. Father, we surrender to you. Move in our hearts and teach us, God, how to build and battle. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody who loves God say amen. Come on, give God one more hand clap. You may be seated. Come on, Costa Mesa, online, Fullerton. People watch this on replay. Do me a favor, tell the person you came with, tell them, say, we're going to build and battle in 2021. Say, we're going to build and we are going to battle. Because both are going to happen, you know. When you're building, you're going to have to go through a battle. Has anybody figured out that building is a battle? (laughs) All the married people said, that's right. All the parents said, (laughs) amen, that's right. It's It's a battle, but it's also building. 
You see, life has a way of having these two dynamics, and I want to talk about this today, especially as we're, pre- we're preparing ourselves for a brand new year in 2021 of how we're going to rebuild things that the enemy tried to break down. And uh, I just want to tell you, God is with us. Can I get a good amen? Before I do jump also into the message, I want to tell everybody, thank you so much for your prayers and uh, for my family. Um, many, of you, many of our church family uh, have known, if you follow me on social media, also our campus pastors have mentioned, I appreciate the prayers. Last week, my father uh, passed away, and, um, I, and I just normally, you know, I just want to share this because this will tie into my message, but my natural um, default setting is just to keep going. Like, whenever I go through something, I'm just, I just, I'll just keep going and take my meetings and just say, okay, awesome. But God really told me to pause and to, and to take a moment. My father, unfortunately, had succumbed to some health issues. And um, sadly enough, he wasn't much a part of my life. Um, I share it very openly with our church family. Um, he had succumbed to some of his uh, battles. And uh, he lived in Cabo San Lucas. And, you know, he would call me here and there. And, and uh, we weren't as close as I guess you say we should be. But his passing really did have an effect on my life. And and normally, like I said, I would move on and just take my meetings and just keep going, and that's just my natural default. But God really spoke to me, and he told me to, to pause. He told me to pause. He told me to take a moment to really build and battle. You'll get it later. The moment to really pray and heal up. And here's what, what God told me, and I hope this speaks to someone, but that if I would just move on quickly and not heal properly, that I would pay interest on not being healed right. And so I went ahead and I, and again, it could be very easy for me, and I just hopefully this ministers to somebody, but it could be very easy for me to, to move forward and say, oh, well, you know, my dad wasn't really there for me, and, and I could think about all the, 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 the moments and all that and just kind of almost give myself permission to just not care. But God told me, he says, no, you need to get healed because I can't go forward being broken of anything in the past. This is going to speak to somebody, okay? So I, I went ahead and I took some time to really pray and, and allow God to, to, to heal me. And, and, and again, I hope this speaks to you, but I was talking to one of my best friends. You guys know him, Torrey Robertson, Pastor Torrey Robertson, amazing. He came and called, we are talking, he had lost his father too. And this is what he told me. He says, hey, hey, Josiah, he says, one of the things God showed me is even through the most difficult times, it will perfect us. It will perfect us. That every opposition, it perfects you. That if you allow it, it'll make you better. And I took that word to prayer and God began to show me that what was meant to break me, God will use it to perfect me if I bring it to him and I heal properly. Because see, we can have two choices. We can either live with ruins or we can choose to rebuild. We can live in rubble, or we can say, God, I want to get healed, and I want to live in revival, okay? I, I, don't, I don't want to live broken. I don't want to pretend like everything's okay on the outside, but be broken still on the inside. And what I want to tell somebody is what you went through, and maybe you lost a loved one in 2020, maybe you lost a dream, lost a job, maybe you just feel like you're losing your mind. I want to tell you is that what was meant to break you, if you bring it to God, he will use it to perfect you. Tell the person you came with, say, God's going to perfect you. Say, God is perfecting you. He is the author and the perfecter, the Bible says, of our faith. In other words, 
Every opposition that comes to your life is actually meant to make you better. Every attack of the devil, every, every moment of, uh, uh, of, of, of hurt, again, God doesn't cause it, but God will use it to make you better and to build it even better. Can I get an amen? And so it comes down to our perspective. Now, the perspective is that I have to view what is ruined, like Nehemiah, that God wants me to rebuild it and build it back better. Build it back in a way that God can do something powerful. Say, God can do something powerful. And what I love about Nehemiah's story is that Nehemiah, when he saw the ruins, he knew that I'm not going to live ruined, but I'm going to live for God to rebuild it in a way that is more powerful, in a way that has God's calling on it, and in a way that when I look back, I'm not going to look back at the good old days. I'm going to look forward to days that are even better. Days that God can move in a way that is very unique. Now, in the verses we just read, let's go to verse number one. I love this because when Nehemiah starts rebuilding, when he starts allowing God to move in his life, and this is, this is for all of us, okay? Say it's for all of us. All of us are rebuilding in, in 2021. Some, some of us are coming out like, what happened the whole year? You know what I mean? We're all rebuilding. And what's amazing in verse one, I want to show you this. The Bible says, when Sanballat heard that they were rebuilding the wall, the Bible says he became angry and he ridiculed the Jews. I want to show you that it's amazing how when Nehemiah starts to try to rebuild his life, his walk with God, he's trying to rebuild his marriage, he's trying to rebuild his dream, he's trying to rebuild his family, he's trying to rebuild the worship in his life, he's trying to rebuild his prayer life. It's amazing that once he tra- starts, to, starts to rebuild what God is calling him to do, then the haters come. Have you figured out yet that when you start trying to live for God, <laughs> all the haters come? It cracks me up because they didn't care when you were all faded and messed up and they didn't got nothing. You know? They're like, oh, you know, pobrecito. But then you start going to church. Then you actually start worshiping and then you're going every Sunday and then the Holy Ghost hits you and you came for revival night. And then they invite you out for a steak and you're like, I'm not eating meat. They go, oh, you're getting fanatic. <laughs> and then they say, and then, you, then they're like, hey, why are you going early? Because I started serving. Oh, they're going overboard. I always find it hilarious that then the fan, you'll, you'll, you'll figure this out sooner or later. Then they'll come and say, you know what? I want to talk to you because I care about you. I care about you. I just noticing that, that you're kind of you're, you're getting fanatic. You know? I just want to care about you. It's like, you didn't care about me when I was in the gutter. <laughs> you didn't care about me when I was tore up from the floor up. You didn't care about me when I, when I was couch surfing. Some of you know that. Some of you don't. You didn't care about me when I needed 10 bucks. But now you care about me when I'm, going, when I'm on fire for God. Now you care about me when I'm like, I'm going to church on Sunday. Now you care about when I'm fasting, when I'm praying. Now, come on, somebody. You got to realize when the devil's trying to give you opposition from going all out for God. Okay. So now Sambalat, the Bible says, becomes angry. But he wasn't angry when Nehemiah wasn't doing something from God. So the opposition, watch me now, is confirmation that you're doing the right thing. It's confirmation. The battle is proof that God is working in your life. So don't get mad when you see the opposition. You ought to clap when Goliath shows up. Are you like, no, I don't want to clap, Pastor? I mean, you ought to clap. 
you know, when Goliath shows up. Because when Goliath shows up, that means you're on the right, you're on the right side. When, when the opposition comes, you're like, oh, now I know I'm doing something for God. Say amen. When you get that flat tire, you go, no, I, I, now I know I'm on the right track. The devil's trying to throw me off. Say amen, you know? Because <laughs> that's why my wife, someone slashed her tires. Anyway, we're looking for them. Anyway, you think I'm joking. I'm not, okay? But anyway, hallelujah, praise God. Anyway, all right, move forward. Amen. Stimulus check hit. Get new tires. All right, come on, somebody. <laughs> All right, let's go. You know what I'm saying is, is the, when the opposition comes, I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth. We're fasting. We're praying. I'll just use that one. They slash your tires. And I'm like, okay, we're doing something good. Okay, we're doing something good. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. You're living for God and your engine blows. You go, okay, I know God's moving now. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I mean? You got to recognize that the opposition is not a time to give up. The opposition is a time to turn it up and say, okay, devil, we're going to play like that. Come on, somebody. I'm going to go even more. Say amen. So, so the opposition comes, and I want you to notice how the opposition comes. I got to move quick because I got like, I'm staring at 17 pages of notes and I got 20 minutes. Lord Jesus, help me. Okay. How many believe in miracles? Just kidding. All right. So watch this. The Bible says he heard they were real in the wall and he became angry. And what did he do? He ridiculed the Jews. He ridiculed. The devil's taxi, the, the devil has no new tricks. He, he, he's, he's a one trick pony. He, he always uses, it's the same same tricks, just a different person. And he fights me the way he fights you. And he fought Nehemiah the way he's going to fight you when you're rebuilding. The Bible says he became angry and he ridiculed. This is, write this down. Here's how the devil fights you. Write this down. Angry is intimidation. Ridicule is persecution. Intimidation and persecution. You got to realize that this is how Satan tries to discourage you and I from living for God. He'll try to intimidate you. The devil's a bully. He said, give me, he tries to tell you, give me your lunch money. He tries to take your lunch money. Now you might say, I'm not, I'm, what wants my lunch? No, he wants your calling. He wants what's feeding you. He tries to intimidate you. You know, but you, you guys know like the bullies, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. They, they you know, they try until you just get out of here. You know what I'm saying? Come on now. It, it's, it's, he's a bully. He tries to intimidate you. And then he'll ridicule you. He'll persecute you. And I want to show you because the thing, the devil always overplays his cards. I mean, it must be so frustrating to be Satan. It really is. I don't feel bad for him. But it must be so frustrating because anytime, everything he tries to do, like he's always going to lose. <laughs> okay. So you got to know, I'm going to help somebody today. We're going to expose the devil today. I, I'm, tell, I'm, com I'm, I'm, I'm coming after some demon. I'm coming after some devil. I'm trying to get you out of this place free, all right? But... The devil always shows his cards because he'll, he'll tempt you with something. He'll, 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 he'll persecute you in a way that you've you got to recognize those cards. He'll DM you. Oh, come on now. He'll, he'll, he'll present something and go, I see what you're doing. And I want you to notice because what Sambalat does is he ridicules him or intimidates him, persecutes him with five questions. And I, I want you to see this here. In verse number two, watch what Sambalat says. I'm talking to somebody who wants to rebuild in 2021, okay? I'm talking to some father who's ready to tell the devil, get your hands off my kids. I'm talking to some grandparent who's saying in 2021, the devil's not going to steal my godly legacy, but my children's children are going to be blessed, okay? Here are the five questions that he says. Watch this now in verse number two. The first thing he says is this. Someone say questions. Say it again. Say questions. The enemy, he likes to ask you questions. 
They're accusations, but they're loaded questions. They're questions of unbelief and doubt. Here's the first question. He says, watch this. He says, what are those feeble Jews doing? Like it's a question. What are you doing? What are you, what are you doing? So the devil, I know this is what the devil does. He tells you, what are you doing? What are you doing in church on Sunday? What are you doing lifting your hands? You think this does anything? What are, what are you doing? What are you doing not eating? What are you doing? How dumb. See? Does this matter? Come on, see, we're all laughing because you heard the same devil I heard, huh? What are you doing showing up to serve at church? What are you doing giving money? That's dumb. He said, what are these feeble Jews doing? What are they so weak? You're so whack. You're weak. This is what Samuel, the devil does to you. What are you doing? You think that's going to change your life? Hearing some guy talk to you in skinny jeans? <laughs> you know? They're starting to say baggy jeans are in style. I guess I'll wear baggy jeans soon. I don't know. We'll see, all right? Okay, go back to crisscross days. Anyway, come on now. Jump, jump. <laughs> I mean, y'all don't know nothing about that. MC Hammer, whoa. We knew baggy pants were there. Baggy pants were in. I told my wife, don't get rid of any of your clothes because it's going to come back in 20 years. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just going to come right back, you know? Like, I should save these. They'll come back in 20 years. Skinny jeans, all right? Anyway, y'all don't know nothing about baggy pants. But Air Force Ones, I was wearing them in 1995 Air Force Ones. Anyway, all right. <laughs> what are you doing? That's what he says, feeble Jews. Watch this. It gets, it gets gooder and gooder. He says, what are they doing, these feeble Jews? Watch the second question. Someone say questions. He says, will they restore their wall? Will they? You, th you think you can restore that? You, 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 you think you're going to make it better than it was before? That's what he's saying. You think you're going to restore? Like, like you actually think it's going to get better than it was before? Nah, man, good old days are gone. It's over. It'll never. Watch this, watch this. Then the third question, say questions. Will they offer sacrifices? He was mocking their worship right there. He's like, you, you think, will they offer sacrifices? You, you think you're gonna be able to worship like you did before? Nah, you're not gonna worship. Fourth question, this one's hilarious. He says, will they finish in a day? Like, they never said they were going to finish in a day. But he's like, you think it's all going to change just going to church one Sunday? You think it's all going to change because, you know, you, you said one prayer? Do they think they'll finish in a day? Do you think, like, today, this, this, this service is actually going to help you? This is the Satan. This is what Sanballat does. And even his name, Sanballat, sounds like Satan, right? You think they'll finish? He goes, you think they're going to finish it in a day? Like, you know, he'll try to make you think that every prayer doesn't matter. But some will say brick by brick. Oh, I'm giving away my, my next sermon. Okay. He said they're going to finish in a day. Then he says this last one. He says, can they bring stones back to life from those heaps of rubble? He says, as burned as they are. He's like, 
Now, what he was telling me is, is you think you can bring back to life how far that's been burned? You've been burned so much, they should call you Smokey. Like you are so burned. You think you're going to come back? He says, how burned they are? I mean, I, and this is what the devil tries to, like, maybe if it wasn't as bad as your situation, maybe it could come back to life. He's like, but you think they can bring back to life how burned they are, how burned they've been, how, how, how betrayed they've been, how betrayed you've been, how let down you've been? Do they think that you can actually bring that back to life? He tries to put doubt. Why? Because doubt always leads to disobedience. He tries to get you off your calling. So Sambalat asked the questions and the questions were to bring doubt. And so he does all this and, and, and he tries to go there. Why? Because he tries to put doubt. And what I want to tell you, just write this down. This is not your first point, but just write this down. You need to know that your vision will always have opposition. Your vision will always have opposition. The vision you have for your family, the vision you have for you as a man of God, the vision you have for your legacy, the vision you have to get your business, your godly business back into a place of prosperity, to give jobs and to be generous and to provide a legacy, to get out of debt. Come on, talk to me, amen. The vision you have for, for your future, your career, to go back to school, the vision you have for your children, the vision you have to live, in, to live in freedom, the vision you have to have joy, love, peace, come on, the fruit of the spirit, the vision you have to prophesy, the vision you have to honor God, come on now. Is, is we got to recognize that that vision comes with opposition. And, and, and we have to be willing to recognize that I'm not going to listen to the voice uh, of the enemy. I'm going to listen to the voice of God. Because the voice you listen to will determine the future you experience. I'm not going to listen to the enemy. What are you doing? I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm believing God. Talk to me. <laughs> I mean, I'm believing God. And just because the opposition is in front of you doesn't mean God is not working. We have to recognize this. Now watch verse three. So Sanballat throws these questions and watch, what, watch verse three. The Bible says Tobiah, said Tobiah. Tobiah the Ammonite who was with, who was at his side, Sanballat's side, that's just like the devil and his little demons. Okay. He throws a question. What are they building? And then he says this, even a fox climbing up on it would break down their wall of stones. So, so Tobiah, he starts throwing shade on their shine. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the devil's got his little hype man. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, he is messed up. You ain't going to work. And then he'll come at you from another. Have you figured out that the enemy, he's, he's a chump. He not only comes at you one way, but he tries to sucker punch you. He'll try to come at you another way. And then Tobiah comes and he's like, yeah, even a fox climbs up that weak wall, it'll fall down. It's like, no, it won't. What does this prove to you? This proves to you that the devil always likes to, likes to embellish the story. He, he likes to always, like, exaggerate. Do you know anybody who likes to exaggerate? Don't point. <laughs> I'm going to die. No, you're not. You just haven't ate breakfast. You're going to be okay, all right? I mean, God, I'm starving. Wow, starving. Let me show you starving, okay? Oh, my... Oh, you know, see, Satan, you always know it's Satan because you'll try to make it bigger than what it is. You'll never. He uses, he uses his word. You'll never. It will never. And you got to know that this is how, how the devil tries to discourage you. But remember, vision has opposition. Anybody have a vision today? I said, anybody have vision today? Anybody got vision for 2020? Come on, talk to me. Amen. Then you got to recognize that it's going to come with opposition. 
So how does Nehemiah respond to the opposition is how we should respond. Watch verse four. We're walking through the scriptures. The Bible says, hear us, our God, for we are despised. Turn their insults back on their own heads. Give them over as plunder in the land of our captivity. Do not cover up their guilt or blot out their sins from your sight, for they have thrown insight. And I love how he says, in the face of one of your builders, I'm a builder. Great message last Sunday, Pastor Louie. Great message last Sunday, Pastor Brian. We're builders. But this is what he says. So the haters come at him, and I love it because what Nehemiah did was he didn't respond to the comments. He says, devil, you don't come at me, I'm going to talk to God. What Nehemiah did is what we need to do is we need to pray and get God involved in what we're trying to rebuild. So what Nehemiah does, he says, God, hear us and throw the insults back. What he was saying is, God, I don't have to take revenge. God, you're going to, you are the event. You're the revenger. God, you fight my battles. And so I'm going to pray to let you get into that battle for me. And then I love what happened here. Watch in verse number uh, five, he prays. So he's like, whatever, guys. He prays to God. Then watch verse six. This is what I want to get to. The Bible says, watch this. He says, uh, go to the next verse here. Verse six. He says, so we rebuilt the wall till it reached half its height for the people worked with how much of their heart? How much of their heart? All their heart. I got to move quick here. Listen to me. Watch this, watch this, watch this. So the haters come at him. And then what he says, he says, so. We rebuilt the walls. You know what I'm saying? It's like, whatever. I'm going to go back to doing what God called me to do. This year, when the haters come at you, you just keep doing what God called you to do. You keep going to church. You keep worshiping. You keep praying. You keep reading your word. You keep living for God. You keep doing what God called you to do and watch what God does in your life. Say amen. The Bible then says, I, I'm going to jump down here because i got to go quick. Go to verse 13. Nehemiah, the Bible says, they came at him. So therefore, he says, I stationed some of the people at the lowest points of the wall and exposed the places, posting them by families with their sword, their spears, and their bows. Verse 14. After I looked things over, I stood up to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people. He says, do not be afraid of them. This is going to fire up some man in here that knows how to fight and knows how to win. He says, don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome. I love this sentence. Let's all say it together. One, two, and three. Fight for your families. Let's say it again. 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 Fight for your families. He says, fight for your sons. He says, fight for your daughters. He says, fight for your wives. He says, fight for your home. What he's saying is, he says, you know what? The battle that I'm in 2021, it's bigger than your boy. It's bigger than your girl. It's bigger than me. I came to church because I ain't just fighting for my freedom and my breakthrough. I'm fighting for my family. So I'm showing up ready to pray. Devil, you are a liar. I came ready to throw some blows and I'm not talking about with this. I'm talking about like this. I'm talking about like this. I'm talking about like this. I'm talking about like, I'm talking about like this. Why? Because I'm fighting. Anybody come to church to do some, some war on the devil? Shout unto God. Come on, Costa Mesa. I'm fighting for my family. Say amen. Tell the person next to say, fight for your family. Fight for your family. I know I get a little fired up. Fight for your family. You know what I'm saying? Fight for your legacy. Fight. 
fight. See, the problem is most of us know how to throw blows. Like, what's up? What's up? Okay, that's cool. That's great. Thank you. But do you know how to swing punches in prayer? I know you know how to swing punches. Like, everybody mess with my family. Great. Man, I'll, I'll die for my family. We need you to live for God. That's what we need. You know how to fight. Ladies, take my earrings on. Get your hair. My ear, you know. <laughs> we know ladies know how to fight. Don't matter. I mean, mama bear comes out, you know what I mean? But we need you to fight spiritually for your family. See, some of us, we know how to fight for finances. I'll work overtime. I'll take on five jobs. But I want to help you fight for your family. We know how to fight for promotion. I'll show up early. I'll do extra. I want you to learn how to fight. And you, you should do that. Listen, go fight for promotion. But what good is it to win the world but lose at home? Fight for your families. You say, well, pastor, I'm single. I don't got a family. Starts with you, single man of God. Starts with you, single woman of God. You, you are your family right now. Fight for your family. For no other reason why you come to church to fight for your family. I love this. Fight for your sons. Fight for your daughters. Oh, man, that's powerful, man. Fight for your wives. Fight for your homes. I feel like this is Braveheart. Freedom! You know, I'm like, I'm ready like, come on, man. It's powerful, you know. But yeah. <laughs> Fight. All of my children, some of you know our testimony, we couldn't have kids. Every one of our children, we had to fight for them. We had to fight for every one of our children. We're still fighting because, you know, raising them is tough. But anyway, <laughs> how to fight. Prayer, fasting, tears. We fought every one of them, every one of our children. And it's still a fight to raise them, right? In the God, and raising godly children in an ungodly world. That ain't easy stuff. We're fine. But... I love what Nehemiah does. Oh, this is going to get good. This is the best part. Don't leave yet, okay? Trust me. Don't miss this. Don't not miss this. You know, one of the best ways, I had to say this, because for those that have daughters, where my dad's at? I always like talking to dads. Where are the dads at? Come on, give it up for the dads in the house. Come on, somebody. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm proud of you, dads. I'm so proud of you. I want to tell you, you coming to church, you're already breaking the statistics. You know, you're breaking every statistic. Of course, ladies come to church too, but you have to understand that, that most churches, men don't go to church. This is a real statistic. They say that churches are, are usually 30% men. And I think a lot of times it's because, you know, um, it's not speaking to the man. And how many know we need to see more men serving God? It takes a real man to serve God, okay? So, 
man, I'm so proud of you being in, in the church. But can I tell you the best way you can fight for your daughters is by showing her what a godly man looks like. It's the best way. That's the best way. The way you treat her mother is the way she'll expect to be treated by her man. That's what I'm telling you. Because she'll say, oh no, I saw the way my dad honors my mom. So when little, little Joker comes, <laughs> talk to me. Little Papi Chulo all cute, and you know what I mean? Fresh fade and a six pack, whatever, bro. <laughs> I had that too, but you know, I'm a little older. Whatever, dude. Little Papi Chulo, you know, comes and, and then little Papi Chulo gets froggy on her. She's going to be like, that's not how you treat a woman. Because I saw how my dad treats my mom. I saw how my dad honors. Amen. Amen. So men, be men of God. Fight for your families. Write this down. Here's your first point and your only point. (laughs) Rebuilding is a divine mixture of building and battling. Building and battling. Don't leave. This is the best part of the whole service. Trust me. Here is the picture. The Bible says that those who were building the wall, because not everybody is, not everybody has chosen to rebuild. But those who choose to say, I don't accept ruins. When God is for me and he has promised me Come on, that he'll put all things together for good. Amen? So the Bible says those who were building the wall, the scripture says, he put uh, Nehemiah 4.17 up there for me. The scripture says this. It says that they had in one hand the building materials, and in the other hand, they held the weapon in the other hand. So let me get, where's Sal at? Come here, Sal. Come on, Sal. Sal, where you at? Where you at? Come here, bro. Yeah, yeah. Stand right there. Come on this. Come on this side. Come on this side. Stand right there, brother. And come right here. Come right here. Y'all didn't know we had Spider-Man came to Freedom House. Amen. It looks like Spider-Man, huh? Anyway, okay, stay focused. All right. Amen. Peter Parker. You know, anyway. I, saw, I saw the worship. I'm like, what? Spider-Man sings on our worship team. That's all. I'm just joking. Anyway. Sorry, sorry. I know. I love you, bro. You're awesome. So, so the Bible says, how, how am I going to get everybody serious now? Okay, everybody focus, all right? The Bible says, rebuild. It says, those who were building the wall carried the materials that they did work in one hand and they held a weapon in the other. Get this picture, men and women. Get this picture, women of God, because we need some Debras too. Debras that are willing to do battle. Come on, ladies, in the spiritual realm, okay? In one hand, they had a weapon. In the other hand, they had to build. They were building in battling, building, in battling. At any moment, they were ready to build, and at any moment, if the devil got froggy, they were ready to battle. They're like, this is the picture of a on-fire woman and man of God. In 2021, we need men and wi- men of God and women of God that say, I'm ready to build and I'm ready to battle at any given moment 
because ain't no devil gonna come steal what God has promised me in his word. So I'm building and I'm battling. I'm building and I'm battling. I'm building and I'm battling. And I'm battling and I'm building. And I'm praying and I'm living. And I'm fasting and I'm so, oh, talk to me somebody. And I'm sowing and I'm working. And I'm, oh, somebody get this revelation. I'm walking and I said, devil, I'm building on Monday, but I'm battling on Sunday. I'm building on Tuesday, but I'm battling in my devotional time in the morning. I'm building when I'm going to work and I'm working that paycheck but I'm battling when I pray at night and I say father bring that child back home I'm building when I'm living and I'm taking care of myself but I'm battling when I'm worshiping on a Sunday and we need some people to build and to battle oh talk to me somebody building and battling give God a shout of praise Hallelujah. Come on, Costa Mesa. Say amen. Say building and battling. Oh, get this picture because I'm going to see you in 2021. Oh, watch, 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 watch. You're battling in worship on Sunday morning, but you're building on Monday when you go to work. You're battling. Watch this, because you need both. Say when say spiritual and say practical. Say it again, say spiritual and say practical. You need both if you're gonna build your life. Some of you, you wanna rebuild your marriage? Let me show you how. Do the spiritual, pray, but do the practical. Fix your schedule so you spend more time with your family. Okay. Some of you, you want to rebuild because maybe you, you lost some finances. Do the spiritual. Tithe. Do the spiritual. Say Jehovah Jireh, but then do the practical. Cut those credit cards. Okay. You, you want, you want, do you want to do it better? You, you're like, I want my house to change. Okay, do the spiritual. Speak in tongues. But do the practical. Wash the dishes. Now you don't want to hear that. Nobody got that word right there. No? But I speak in tongues. Okay, that's awesome. But do the practical. Organize your house. Okay? I got four claps. That's okay. I want, you know, if you need a home, maybe you, you lost your home. Do the spiritual. Ask God to open doors. Do the practical. Fix your credit. No claps. That's okay. That's all right. Two claps. Building and battling. We got to do both. Father in heaven, we got to do both. But it gets gooder. Oh man, Jesus, help me. I only got four minutes. Jesus of Nazareth. Because then you go to verse number 19. Watch this, watch this, watch this. He says, then I said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people. He says, the work it's extensive. How many know we got a lot of work to do? Right? Some of you are like, it's a lot of work. Come on. If you know it's a lot of work, raise your hand. I'm going to raise my hand. Come on. If you live with someone that's a lot of work, just raise your hand. It's okay. Amen. I got a lot of work ahead of me, Pastor. All right. Amen. All right. You came to the right place. All right. Someone raised two hands. They're like, praise the Lord. Come on, somebody. <laughs> a lot of work. 
The work is extensive and it's spread out. And we are widely separated from each other. In other words, there's a lot that needs to be fixed. I get it. There's a lot that needs to be fixed. But watch verse 20. He says, Nehemiah says, whenever you hear the sound of the trumpet, he says, join us there. He says, for our God will fight for us. Okay, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. He says, I know there's a lot going on. And all of us are fighting our individual battles. But what we got to do, if we're going to win, he says, we got to come together. And when you hear the trumpet, it's not the rapture. But when you hear the trumpet, that means come to where the trumpet is. So Nehemiah says, I'm going to have a trumpet walk wherever I walk. And when you hear the trumpet, He says, everybody come to that place and we're all going to fight for each other. So he's like, if I'm walking and we find that there's a need right here, he says, and if you hear this, Pastor Mary's still here. The rapture didn't happen. (laughs) Jesus comes back. I'm just going to hold on to her. I know, I know God loves her. Me? Sometimes. No, I'm joking. Amen. <laughs> he says, when you hear the trumpet, he says, run there. And we're all going to get each other's back. And we're going to help each other. So when you hear this, play it again. He says, run there. Play it again. Play a little louder. Play a little louder. Play it again. When you hear that, that means we're going to rally together. Now, this is what's powerful. Every Sunday morning, there is a trumpet that goes out. I said every Sunday morning, there's a trumpet that goes out. Oh, some of you got to get it. Every Sunday morning, there's a trumpet that goes out. Every Sunday morning, the trumpet blows in Fullerton. Play it! Every Sunday morning, the trumpet blows in Costa Mesa. Every Sunday it blows on your online campus. Play it! And we say, oh baby, I'm coming, I'm coming ready to build and to battle. I got you, 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 I got you. Why? We're in this together. I said we're in this together. Oh, give God some praise. Thanks for joining us today. We pray you were encouraged by this message. Show us your support by sharing your favorite podcast on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Freedom House OC today. See you next week.